Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do we all really want? It's to be happy. You are listening to episode 159, How to Be Happy. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Welcome, welcome. It is the first episode of the month of April, and therefore the introduction to the theme that we will be talking about all month long. And it is one I am super excited about, and we have an incredible guest lined up for you this month. First, I hope you caught my favorite episode from last month, and it's the Dear Progressor episode. I know I shouldn't have favorites, but those are mine because I love to hear from you, the members of this community. I hope that you know that you are always welcome to contribute your voice. This month, I want to hear more from you. 
Don't be shy and believe in yourself. Record a voice memo on your phone about what you learned this month or what you have to share on the topic and email it to me sooner rather than later in the month. You can email it at hello at aboutprogress.com. And remember, imperfect voice memos are always welcome here. In fact, all of these solo episodes, you might notice that I try to do as little editing as possible. You get to hear more of my blunders and my stuttering and whatever might come up for me. So I hope you know that that is welcome here for you as well. Second, I wanted you to know that I now have less than 10 tickets left for my Rediscover You workshop. It will be held on May 4th at Thanksgiving Point in Utah with my guest teachers Meg Miles of MomStrong Utah and Jamie Cook of Wander and Scout. We cannot sell tickets anymore after April 24th. So before you dismiss this as just another announcement about the workshop, let me ask something unique of you, this incredible community. If you have wanted to attend this desperately, but cannot afford the full ticket price, please email me. Hello at aboutprogress.com. Just email me, okay? It is now time to announce this month's theme. How to be happy. Talk to anyone all over the world from any background and ask them what they want most in the world for themselves, their children, and their loved ones. And what will that answer be? To be happy. So why is it that most of the world seems to be suffering, seems to be seeking and seeking and seeking for that happiness and not finding it? Well, I have some ideas on this. We don't know what happiness looks like, and we are looking for it in the wrong place and in the wrong way. Around this time last year, I released two episodes related to each other, one on happiness, another on joy, and I'll link to both of those in the show notes for you. Last year, around this time, I had experienced some really hard circumstantial things. In fact, it was one of the most circumstantially stressful years of my entire life. And what I learned there was that happiness was not dependent on what was going on in my life. It was more dependent on what I was experiencing internally. So let me just give a nutshell version of what happened around this time last year. As we, I was 32 or 33 weeks pregnant, we needed to um, redo our kitchen and we were doing it half ourselves and half with the help of a handyman slash uh, contractor who uh, some good friends had used. And um, the long story short is this this guy did not know what he was doing. And we failed all the inspections. And he didn't know how to fix them either. And um, essentially, we could have given him, well, we could have burned the thousands and thousands of dollars that we had given him because it all went for nothing. And we when we went to Utah for Christmas, we had no idea what we were going to do. I was less than a month from delivering our fourth child. Our little house is 1,200 square feet, and half of it was completely open to the elements. Um, there was no insulation. There was there were no floors or drywall, nothing. And it, you know, it already been a miserable. <laughs> I don't know how many weeks up to that point, um, but we had nowhere to go 
no person to call, no one to come and help us. I probably called 30 contractors and we searched high and low for someone to come and fix this. Um, and with that, of course, came money, money that we did not have. And, you know, I'll spare you the details on everything that went into that. But in the middle of all this, we did ha- miraculously find someone who could um, come and help us. And he and he was a really honest guy and he took care of us. We had so many miracles happen too. Um, so we had someone working in our kitchen and uh, I knew having this baby, all I cared about was having insulation and walls and floors. Mind you, we had no running water in the kitchen, no cabinets, no counters, nothing still there. But I was so pleased that when our baby was born, we at least didn't have him exposed to the elements. Well, nine days into his after his birth, he um, had to have emergency surgery on his bowels. And when I say emergency, it was not expected. It was life-threatening and it was terrifying. And we are so grateful he is around. Um, so yes, in the middle of a botched kitchen renovation that was affecting our entire lives, uh, financially, emotionally, physically, we had a child almost die. And then um, hospital bills on top of those that we weren't sure how those would pan out and we weren't sure about his health. And he had some complications after that. And then we had <laughs> right before his birth, I forgot to say, um, our toilet overflowed completely one day. Um, our car broke down the day we had him, we were borrowing my in-laws car. We had to move in with them for a week or two. And then after he was, after his surgery, <laughs> one thing after the next happened again. Um, uh, our brand new dishwasher overflowed onto our brand new floors when we finally got those installed. I had a newborn and I was painting cabinets in my garage in five minute increments. I was tiling big backsplashes. Back I was painting walls and trim and I was um, doing everything I could in the meantime, installing hardware. I mean, the list went on and on with a newborn, a podcast, three other children, and so much stress. And yet, And yet, I did not fall apart. And yet, I felt strong. I felt purposeful. I felt that I, yes, was overwhelmed, stressed, sad, all of those feelings, but I still felt, I truly felt happy. I still felt that there was joy in my life and so much to be grateful for. And even though it was, again, that the whole year went on and on. There's so many circumstantial hard things in our family with our kids um, and everything like that. But I still felt so much strength. And that was a big contrast after I had my third when none of those kind of things happened. I had a healthy baby, um, a healthy home, you know, everything like that. Um, But I was totally lost. And it's because I didn't have a purpose in my life. Um, I felt a, a personal purpose beyond what were, were my duties as a mother and a wife. And um, that contrast is really present to me because of what I learned about what happiness is. So again, let me emphasize what I learned that year, that happiness is not dependent on what is going on in your life externally. It is more about what is going on internally. Indeed, happiness is is not what circumstances you have. It is how you are living a life of purpose. So 
If it were otherwise, if happiness were contingent on outcomes and success and achievement and money and all those things we think it is, otherwise we would not have the richest, most successful human beings, the most celebrated people on the planet um, landing themselves in rehab or jumping off buildings or getting addicted to so many things. That fact alone teaches us that we cannot hinge our happiness off of our circumstances. Now, yes, I do want to emphasize there are external reasons that we suffer. Financial burdens, struggling relationships, spiritual disconnect, depression, disease, and more. I know that those things matter and that I'm not trying to brush them off. But I am here to still say that even with those tremendous circumstances, you can still be happy when you experience those tremendous stresses that life brings to us. The problem is, is that we think happiness is the absence of stress and turmoil and conflict and struggle. I do not believe that is the case. In fact, I believe it is the opposite. Like I said, Happiness is about living a life with purpose, where we know that the stress and the turmoil, the conflict, the struggle, those serve a purpose that we might not understand, but that will come in time. And we, when we have that perspective, we're able to still tie in to what is driving us in our lives. There's a scripture in my faith, and it's one I've pondered a lot. Men are that they might have joy. I don't know about you, but if I watch the news or listen to it on the radio, if I read anything, I feel overwhelmed by the great sadness and violence and poverty that is happening in our world. Men are that they might have joy. What is joy? If I may get a little spiritual on you again, I think of Jesus Christ, who I believe in, and the scriptures tell us that he was a man of sorrows. And I've had to wonder, Was he also a man of happiness? And I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ was both a man of sorrows and a man of happiness. And this is because of his knowledge of the greater purpose that his life was serving and the purpose of that sorrow. Joy cannot exist without pain. Happiness cannot thrive without opposition. And yet we think it's the opposite, that happiness is uh, exists without the opposition. So why do we have happiness wrong? It can't be the absence of the hard, so it has to be the transcendence of the hard. How do you feel transcendent? How do you have a spark for life even when it's hard? How do you have a drive to grow, to connect with others, to have a life of purpose? That's the transcendent happiness I am talking about today and throughout this month. We are going to start with this month's progress plan to help you think about what does help you connect to your inner purpose, to feel transcendent, and to feel happiness with the opposition. This progress plan is free for you. You can get it on my website aboutprogress.com slash free. And you just put in your email 
The good news is if you've signed up any prior month to this, you will automatically get each month's progress plan from here on out. But if you haven't, you can always go back in time and request the other ones, okay? So I'm going to walk you through this progress plan now. You don't have to have it printed off, but I would highly recommend recommend that even if you don't do it as I'm talking to you now, that you print it off later and that you make what we are going to talk about here, this learning about what happiness is for you, be something that is really tangible and something that you that you can turn back to and recall when you need it. So first, we need to recall what it feels like to be happy happy. This is going to look different for each one of us, but I do feel like there are um, really strong physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual um, things that we experience when we feel happy. What does happiness feel like for you? Does it feel like you're floating? Does it feel like an inner smile? Does it feel like peace? Does it feel like acknowledgement? of who you are and what matters to you. Another emotion I have that I would describe as happiness is presence. Feeling present in my life and aware of the small, beautiful details of my life. And I think I'm kind of getting a little emotion here. Sorry. I think that's why I could still feel happiness amidst um, a botched kitchen renovation and, and being in the PICU with my 10-day-old baby and wondering if he was going to make it out okay, because I could feel the present purpose I had to be there with him, and I was caught up in the small details of my life and wonder at them. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So what does happiness feel like for you? Is it physical? Is it emotional? Is it mental? Is it spiritual? I want you to recall what that is for you. And when you think about times that you were happy, what was happening in your life to contribute to that happiness? If anything, what were you doing? What work had gone into it? Perhaps it's something you had had to work towards, or maybe there was some big contrast for you. Like for me, the contrast there was knowing what really mattered was my baby living or dying, not if my kitchen was going to ever be done. That was the contrast that contributed to me experiencing happiness, even amidst the scariest time. Um, When you think about times you were happy, how did it involve other people? What was different in those moments of happiness than you have in your current life? It's good for you to think about what contributed to those times where you felt 
happy. And as you do that, think about what really stands out to you. What things you can recreate today. Now, maybe you can't recreate a big opposition. Like I wouldn't want to recreate a child um, being being in that position again. But what I can recreate is the presence of mind I had. What I can try to recreate is the feeling of purpose I had. What I can try to create is a gratitude I felt about the very smallest of things. And what I can recreate is knowing what really mattered to me. And again, though, so much of that was not circumstantial. So much of that was internal. So as you do that, you can recognize what you need more of in your life now. For me, perhaps that means I need more stillness, more slowing down, stopping to smell the roses, maybe a gratitude practice, writing a journal, having a friend where we text something that we're grateful for each day, or something we might do with a spouse and share what we are grateful for, or as a family over the dinner table. What do you need more of in your life again in order to create those feelings of happiness? So as you think about moments in your life where you have felt happy, how much of that was tied to an external success or achievement and a big end goal reached? Sometimes that happens for us. Like I remember uh, for years I loved to dance and we had um, a small production in my ballet studio of the Nutcracker, which felt like a huge deal and a lot of people attended it. Um, But I wanted to be the lead, Clara, for many years as a small kid. So many, many years was probably like two. Um, But I worked really hard to work towards that. And when I got that part, I was overjoyed. That was a circumstantial joy, but it also was because of the years of work and perseverance I'd had up to that point. So sometimes it can be tied to a certain goal achieved or a moment we've arrived at. And I think it's still good for you to recall that. But beyond that, what about those moments of happiness were more about the interpersonal relationships you have? What about the personal growth that you were experiencing? Maybe a renewed spiritual connection or an internal triumph. For many years, I felt completely lost in the dark of my own mind. If you know my history at all, I had um, several types of eating disorders and related with that different mental illnesses. And this is in my early 20s that I felt such a pressing darkness on my mind and heart and soul. It felt physical. It truly felt like my heart was being squished. And I could not feel this happiness. And I remember praying for it desperately and doing my best to read my scriptures for it desperately and be counted worthy enough to have the happiness I was looking for. And it never came. But I do recall one Sunday where I was sitting and I felt normal. I felt like myself for just a little bit. I didn't feel like the heavens opened for me and gave me answers or peace, but I felt like Monica. And that felt like a huge relief for me. Even feeling like myself again felt happy. When I think about 
that time a year ago in contrast to two years prior after my third child when I felt again such pressing, pressing physical darkness around me. And then in contrast to having such a hard circumstantial year but still feeling happy, I see the difference in me was was this, I felt like me again. I felt like Monica and feeling like myself made me feel happy. So even though the stress was acute, the sadness, the financial strain, all that was acute last year, I still felt like myself and that felt good and happy in contrast to having a good life two years prior than that, but feeling really dark. So it's good for us to think about. In contrast to a goal being achieved and a success to those other times where your happiness was based more off of internal triumphs or relationships or personal growth or spiritual connection, which ones were longer lasting for you and why? And I am venturing to guess that 9.9 out of 10 of those times, the longer lasting ones were the internal times not when they were based off of external achievements, although those can be wonderful and rewarding. But success, this is one of my favorite quotes from Winston Churchill, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. And it's the courage to continue that counts. My friends, even our success does not stick around. It is not final. So we can't bank on it to give us that happiness. So as you think about this, these times where you have felt happy and recognizing what contributed to that and how in the internal one felt longer lasting and more like yourself. What are you getting in tune with here? What are you realizing actually matters to you in your life? Maybe that will help you let uh, the tears fall from the wheat here. What are you focusing on right now? that does not need to be focused on? What can be let go of in your life? And in contrast, what internal things do you want to focus on more? So here's where it gets a little confusing because I'm going to also ask you, what external things do you also want to incorporate more into your life in order to encourage that internal sense of peace and happiness and joy? Like I said, it's not about the success because success is not final. However, even the internal goals that we are aspiring to need action. How can you invest in the internal things that matter to you on the outside? How can you work on growing yourself, investing in yourself? What can you do to take time for the things that truly light you up in your life? This might be with your work. It might be with your family. It might be with reading or spiritual study. It might involve stretching yourself. That's what it was more for me. Stretching myself again, challenging myself again. The external things I did to cultivate Monica again were so valuable and essential. I wouldn't be myself again if it hadn't been for me working on myself in an external way. So you see the connection there? There is an external part of how we can contribute to our happiness, meaning the things we do and what we work on in our lives, but it's not about the end goal. It's about who we are becoming. So our happiness, like we said, cannot hinge on an outcome. It has to uh, instead be focused on our internal ability to transcend, 
to transcend the hard, to have joy and peace and worth, a purpose. Those things still require action. So again, do you need to slow down? Do you need to narrow in on the focus in your life? Do you need to work harder on something that matters to you that you've neglected or a habit that you need to work on, a routine that you need to get in place? We kind of talked about that in the Dear Progressor episode, just about how so much of what our values are, are reflected in our daily habits and routines. What can you do? Maybe think about last month's episodes to work on the habit and routines that need to be in place so that you can uh, really show yourself what you value and in doing that, fulfill a greater purpose in your life. Living a life with purpose is living in alignment with your values and your actions are aligning with that, even in the smallest ways. So I hope that this helps you give some, get some ideas about what external things you can start to put in place and work on cultivating so that you can cultivate this inner sense of happiness, this ability to transcend and living a life with purpose, because that is what happiness is, my friends. It is living a life with purpose. Now, I don't say living your purpose, because I think that can be easily misconstrued, 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 there we go, into us thinking that we have to have one definable mission and purpose in our life, which can be really confusing if you're like me and really overwhelming and anxiety-ridden. No, it's about living a life with purpose, one with values, ones that you are reflecting in your external actions and how you are showing up in your life life. Again, this whole progress plan can help you with that. It's something that you can write down, follow along what we just did and have some ways that you can really work on your happiness this month. I have some incredible interviews for you coming too that will help you focus in on what this true happiness is that we just talked about. Before I let you go today, I want to remind you to keep working on your do something. Your do something list is something we um, introduced the first episode of this year, 2019. It is where you challenge yourself to do something hard or creative or fun, challenging, stretching, all of those things, not necessarily goal related, but fun and explorative. I have my list for you and it's just go on my website and put in the search engine, do something, do something. And then you can um, see my do something list for 2019. I want to just remind you, if you have fallen behind, so have I, (laughs) the point is to inspire you to not inspire guilt, inspire you, not the guilt. So how are, is your list coming along? Do your best to work on that, to bring it back, to dust it off and to know that you are worthwhile doing. And again, another reminder too: submit your sound bites to me. Hello at aboutprogress.com for this month's Dear Progressor. A lot of people, I think, wait to the end of the month. They think about, oh, I want to share that. I want to share that. And then they don't <laughs> because that's how we do we, what we do. We procrastinate when we want things to be perfect. This month, I'm going to urge you. This is my last thing today. I'm going to urge you to not procrastinate your happiness. Do not procrastinate that you are worthwhile investing in and that your happiness matters. As Jen Raday said last month in our episode together, women are like the sun, and when we shine brighter, our warmth extends to everything that circles um, circles us in our orbits. And I think I'm getting that all wrong, but I think you know what I'm trying to say here. Shine your light so that others within your uh, range can feel that light upon them. And as you work to cultivate your happiness, I promise you, that it will affect all the lives that matter most to you and it will shine in ways that you will not expect. 
I'm so looking forward to sharing more with you this month, all on happiness. Thank you so much for being here and making this podcast possible. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow and progress in your life. Want to take your learning to a whole new level? There are three ways. The first is to print off this month's free printable to help track your progress on the theme at hand. You can find that on my website aboutprogress.com free. The second way is to join our free and private Facebook group called Work in Progress. I've linked to that in the show notes. There you can receive community, inspiration, and accountability. And lastly, you can share your voice and your words on this show, literally. Our last episode of each month will feature members of this growth-driven community. Here you will share ways that you have worked on your own progress related to the theme. You can share tips that you would like other listeners to know, or even funny stories to help them feel better. Don't be shy. You do have something of value to offer this community. You can find out how to contribute your voice or your words by going to my website aboutprogress.com, click on podcast, and then click on be on the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.